Uh, great good morning, sir, and uh, hopefully you and yours are doing well. Uh, we are. Thanks for having me. Well, Greg, uh, we don't lack for news during this time, even at the uh, at the state level outside of uh, COVID-19. That is certainly we, I think, have all had our fair share of that. But uh, let's start with comments made by Len Foxwell. Now, for those that don't know who Len Foxwell is, he is the chief of staff for Maryland Comptroller Peter Francho, who's one of the more powerful people in the state of Maryland. He also is likely to be the Democrat uh, candidate for governor in a couple of years and without Exactly uh, going through word for word what he said, uh, he used uh, quite a bit of uh, sarcasm uh, to describe those who are pushing for the states to reopen and for businesses to be open. He talked about uh, luring them in essentially to a warehouse, uh, shutting and locking the door and letting Darwin uh, do his magic. Uh, those comments uh, were doubled down on uh, by the comptroller who says he doesn't uh, comment on social media posts uh, if they're produced outside of you know, the scope of uh, the employee's work. Uh, but, Greg, as we well know, if this was the chief of staff for Governor Hogan or, or any sort of Republican, uh, there would be blood in the streets and the protests in Annapolis wouldn't be about reopening the state or the economy. It would be about the firing of that chief of staff. Yeah, I, first off, the governor would have fired somebody if they put something like that on social media without having to be prompted to do it. Uh, the governor would never tolerate that. From I know enough people in the administration that would never even think of doing something like this. Look, the reality is, that, and I encourage everybody to go read our piece uh, at redmaryland.com written by Brian Griffiths. I mean, the fact is there's a smug elitism with Len Foxwell that Peter Francho clearly endorses that looks down their nose at, at conservatives, at working class people, and certainly at Trump supporters. And if you look at what he said, it's, 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 you know, first off, the guy delete, Len Foxwell deleted his social media uh, accounts after this all came out. Uh, I think he's gotten back on the Facebook since then, but he's tried to scrub all this away because the state party, the state Republican party was finding more and more of this kind of stuff. And hey, he, didn't he you know, make comments like this previous? I, I feel like I, this is deja vu that he did this once before a year or two ago about something yeah, he, else. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. It, he's made other comments like this. I'm not sure. If they, he's, he's done it to us at Red Maryland, too, when we've criticized Peter Francho. I mean, this is this is just his modus operandi. And it and it follows a pattern. We saw it with this, uh, the Democratic State Party Secretary, Robbie Leonard, who called uh, people who were who were going to Annapolis and and testifying in favor against gun bills. He called them homegrown terrorists and said they should be doxxed. And this is what you get from uh, this progressive left. And, and what's so interesting about this is there's a lot of people on the Republican side of things or on the conservative side of things who think that um, the comptroller is a different kind of Democrat. And that's something at Red Maryland we've shown time after time and time. He's not really, and he doesn't really like you guys. Um, and I think having a having a chief of staff that's so over the top in his disdain of of conservatives and Trump supporters um, kind of proves that. So uh, it, it's something people ought to keep in mind, especially as we head towards 2022. Uh, Peter Francho really doesn't like you. Yeah, I, I read that the other day in uh, preparing for this segment. Now, he did step down, I believe, from his board position at the Chesapeake Bay Maritime Museum, but he also holds a position at Salisbury University here on the shore, and I haven't heard about him having to step down from that. But, look, I'm not one to try to get overly sensitive about things. You know, the, the social media has opened up uh, certainly a lot more voices these days, and people have First Amendment rights. But it, it really goes to show a lack of common sense. And if this is the guy that could be the chief of staff for 
or the future governor, I'm afraid to say, I mean, what, what kind of trust should Peter Francho have in him? And then for the comptroller to double down on it is is honestly shocking to me. Uh, well, uh, at least somewhat surprising to me, just from a common sense standpoint, just to cover his backside. Uh, you know, privately, I'm sure he doesn't care, but, you know, publicly, I'm surprised he didn't, he didn't do something. I think what's surprising is that Peter Francho, especially since he's been comptroller, has tried to uh, develop a, per, a, a profile publicly that isn't a Tacoma Park smug elitist liberal, which is exactly what he is, and it got exposed here, and people are seeing you know, behind the curtain on who the guy really is and who he surrounds himself with. That's why it's a story. Yeah, no question. Well, we'll uh, have to see where things go from here on that. But uh, I was, uh, I was taken back at least a little bit by that, J- just from the sense of you know, it's one thing if this was someone that was at a lower level, but but you know, Len Foxwall, you would think would know better than that, but apparently not. Well, he's gotten away with it for so long that you know, uh, I-, I think he, I think a lot of people were surprised how big a story it became. Uh, because, you know, in those kinds of inner circles, uh, people have seen this guy do this for a long time. And when it, be, when it got exposed publicly, especially when the Maryland Republican Party and our chairman, Dirk Hare, put it out there, it, it, the blowback was pretty substantial. All right. A lot of back and forth about the testing kits that Governor Hogan was able to uh, purchase from South Korea, or his wife certainly was a big help in that with uh, uh, with her being from that country and her ties there and her family. Uh, I, there seemed to be some confusion that President Trump said that he didn't think those testing kits needed to be purchased. But it sounds like the president was confusing testing locations with testing kits and that, yes, there are federal testing locations in Maryland, but they didn't have any testing kits in them. Yeah, I, I think that there, there were two different issues that, you know, and, and of course the initial reporting on this was not, you know, the media was more interested in the fact that they were disagreeing with one another and maybe they're, you know, trying to drive a wedge between you know, the president and the governors or Governor Hogan particularly, right. when in fact you're right, it, it, it was pretty clear that um, the governor was talking about having the, the, the um, materials to do the tests versus uh, the available the available labs to process the test once they were taken. Now there was an issue, and the governor uh, the governor pointed out, and, and the president and the vice president uh, opened up. There are a lot of federal laboratories, not surprisingly, in Maryland, and not all of those were available for Maryland to do these kind of test processing. That got opened up, and the governor sent a letter to the president and the vice president thanking them for doing that. Right. So we really had two issues that got conflated, and of course. In our media environment where the story isn't what's actually the who, what, why, when, and where, what's going on with COVID, and it's all about, uh, you know, everybody against the president, um, that got buried for a while. But that, that's essentially what happened. And, um, you know, certainly the governor is not afraid to be critical of the president, but this was having these tests available was something the, the governor wanted to have. Uh, the governors were encouraged to find these things on the open market. Um, and, it, you know, Maryland's been developing this relationship with South Korea for years, not just because the, the first lady is from there, but there's been a business relationship and the, the, the governor's traveled to that part of the world. We've talked about that before. And this is this is that paying off. All right, we've got about two minutes, Greg. Talk about the protests from over the weekend, uh, pushing the governor to open the state back up, get the economy rolling again, and uh, he will unveil uh, further information on that tomorrow, he said. But uh, how did the protests go over the weekend? How were they taken? 
Outside of Len Foxwell's comments. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, you know, honestly, Mike, there were some pretty snarky comments from folks in the administration, too, if you looked on Twitter, which was a little concerning. Look, the protests, uh, the protests were what they were. I don't think they necessarily changed uh, the thing. And then there were probably some people who were a little goofy out there. But most of the people, there, there is a rising tension and a rising desire to open things up here in this state. Um, you know, we're going to have another unemployment report in a couple of hours. You know, we're, we're rapidly approaching half a million Marylanders who are out of work. Um, there's lots of issues that could be easily resolved uh, if the governor was willing to open it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think the governor's feeling the heat with making an announcement tomorrow. And the governor, to his credit, said, this is what I think we need to do before we open it up. And he's working very hard to make those things happen. So we're making progress. But, you know, every day that goes by, the economic damage and fallout gets uh, gets more serious. More and more people are affected, and the, the heat is increasing. So, you know, those protests were just the beginning. I, I think a lot of people dismiss them. Uh, as kind of fringe things, but believe me, if we're still in this situation two, three weeks from now, it's not going to be just fringe people.